Your mom is live. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 112. Steve says somebody's mom is alive. That's good. No, not So we're going to go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. Before we do that, we are going to be talking about um, should WordPress go corporate? That is the question for the day. Let's start off with an alphabetic order. Chris Emma. Hi there. I'm Chris, and I am the uh, CTO Chief Strategist over at a company called Crowd Favorite, and I blog over at chrislama.com. Nice. How about you, George? Hi, I'm George Savanis. I do core things, and I run the Jetpack plugin for Automatic. Very cool. What about you, Cream? Uh, hi, I'm Cream Rookie, and I also work over at Crowd Favorite. <laughs> you said you work. work over there. You work there. You know, <laughs> no bigs. What about you, say? Do you work? I don't work at Crowd Favorite. Um, <laughs> nope. Uh, but. My name is Say Reed, and I do WordPressy stuff, and I train people in WordPress, and I um, am obsessed now with small businesses in WordPress and uh, user usability. It's my new quest: usability. Awesome. What about you, Steve? I am Steve Zink. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Suzette. Mom is live. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I am the front-end developer over at WebDev Studios, and I love WordPress. Awesome. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog over at WPMedia.pro. So, should WordPress go corporate? What do you guys think? Well, what do we mean no. by corporate? See you later. <laughs> Short episode. <laughs> What do you mean so, by corporate, George? I don't know. I'm the one asked to be here. So <laughs> I, 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 is, is that how this works? <laughs> as Jason, yeah, I think we should define what what is meant by corporate because when I told people about the topic of the show, they said, "What do you're what? talking about?" Let's define the word "go." <laughs> I mean, because so. at the same point, we need to think that corporate itself just means like a collection, an amalgam of individuals. So I mean, no, no. No, a corporation is a person. We're already clear on that. <laughs> okay, Mitt. Uh, um, <laughs> so there's big corporations and there's small corporations, and I have a sneaking suspicion that this topic is about more about enterprise than corporate. Yeah. So yeah. what what happened was we started talking about the as Jason and I were talking about the show. We started talking about events and the events that were starting to come out, like LoopConf, that were charging. $800 a ticket. And and I said, that's what happens when this stuff goes corporate, right? It's legit. You're going to have uh, developers that work for large companies who get paid to go to a conference. It's not irregular for those conferences to cost $800 to $1,500. And, uh, and at that point, we start talking about, okay, should we talk about events? Should we talk about just going upstream and becoming, becoming something that, you know, you go to your boss and you start saying, hey, this is an event I want to go to where you pay for. And and all of that presupposed that WordPress was going there, right? And so then we said, well, let's ask the question, should it go there, right? Should it go up market? Should it go upstream? Should it go and become more corporate? Should I mean, at the end of the day, is this going to be developed by people who wear hoodies or people who wear pinstripe hoodies? That's the question that we have to answer. Good, def good distinction. I don't. I think that WordPress is like water, and it's not not something that you can control going anywhere. 
by default or by 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 the fact that it is open source, anyone can use it, and um, I think that that accessibility means that people are going to use it all across the spectrum, from the smallest, tiniest startup to the, you know, I don't know, Disney. They're kind of a giant <laughs> conglomerate. Well, and Microsoft, really. Yeah, and Microsoft, although. Which Web Dev Studios has just released a couple sites on. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah we have. I think that it's a very good thing that there are more distinct types of events that are coming along with big ticket prices because unless I'm mistaken, I think until very recently, the only big ticket events workshops focusing on WordPress were ones that like the WordPress.com VIP ran for uh, uh, clients and freelancers and companies and th things along those lines. I'm very happy to see uh, community uh, organizations and groups come up like LoopConf that actually are going in that direction. Well, didn't Pressnomics kind of start this trend and uh, aren't they kind of the, the leader in this? Like they broke what that was the Pressnomics ticket right? price? Well, Press, Pressnomics was... Wait. Pressnomics was based for WordPress companies to go to. I'm more interested also in seeing more WordPress business, as in Steve and I spoke at uh, WordCamp San Diego uh, a year and a half ago where Chris organized sort of a business track, and not a lot of WordCamps do that. So it's nice to have these things like LoopComp come around so that we can actually have more business conversations, or even like project management courses for folks. Yeah, and loop, loop comp specifically will be less business and more um, uh, technical, so it, it, LoopConf is going to end up playing in that space of like you'd go to a uh, you know a PHP world or, or something else and and you go to your you go to your company and you ask for them to, to pay for it, right? But the very nature of asking your company to pay for it means you're you're stepping into corporate waters, right? You're stepping into uh, getting expense reports for an event and and someone looking and saying, wait a minute, you're going to a WordPress conference, isn't that free? Um, and uh, and so how do you know what does it look like to take WordPress into these environments and what does it look like for us to articulate the value in those environments as it as it starts becoming more more mainstream? And George is right. Up until recently, we just didn't see a lot of this. Are we talking about literally the conference itself and like the price of the ticket being the, the line of demarcation that we're talking about here? Or the topics of the conference where in the conference they talk about corporate and enterprise level issues using WordPress? Like yes. I, I'm a little... Well, I think it's a little bit of both. George yes. was asking about Pressnomics, which is $350 a ticket. And other, other ones are more based on topic. So I think it's a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I didn't go to any of those conferences, so anyone can chime in on that. Well, so, I'm curious is what's actually being discussed at one of those conferences. Like, what's what's the what? How does that differentiate it from uh, you know some conference where they're talking about you know interacting with their customers or something like that? Like, what what's so what's so special or different to the business sense that's that's very business focused for WordPress specifically, not just as a business, you know, running a, a franchise or something like that. Well, well I also, think... what are they that is not... How do they dis dis differentiate themselves from a WordCamp apart from having uh, more focus and a higher average, like, aptitude in the audience for a general focus? So I think I think there's something that changes when you when you cross into 
uh, a conference like LoopConf, and that's just one. Um, whereas, whereas a WordCamp, I mean, you could talk to any any of us, any of our friends, any of the people who say the majority of what I get at a at a WordCamp is connection, hanging out, it's a way to give back, etc. But you're not you're not sitting in the sessions going, this just this just blew my mind. We went very deep, um, either because of time or because of the audience, or several things like that. Also, you discover that in many of the WordCamps, you have people who are freelancers who are one person who have to do both. They have to manage their business, and they have to and manage their client projects, and they have to manage development. But when you become more corporate, you get into these projects that aren't two-person projects. They're not three-person projects. Sometimes they're 12-person projects. And in a 12-person project, you have a dedicated PM that all they do is PM work. You have a dedicated developers that all they do is develop. And they go to conferences that are deep technically because they're trying to sharpen their saw specifically around development. So you look at a lot of the technology conferences that are out there that cost people 800 1000 1200 um, to go to, and whether it's just a dedicated project management conference or a dedicated developer, advanced developer conference for any one of myriad different technologies, what you discover is it's it's becoming you know it, it that the the technology has penetrated into organizations that have people working on those kinds of projects, and we all know agencies that are working on five person, ten person projects, but the majority of the folks that we interact with aren't right. The majority of the of the folks we interact with are small businesses themselves or freelancers working on small business sites um, and, and freelancer sites. And so once you start moving corporate, things start adjusting from topic to price tag to organization to all sorts of things, right? And and the question is, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is it a helpful thing? What what's your what's your take on it? I think it's a helpful thing for the for the person who's the one the one man shop, you know, the one who's like, well, what am I? I need to. I mean, usually they have the problem of I either need a designer or a developer. Now the next piece is, oh my gosh, I need a project manager. Oh my gosh, I need somebody who's doing collections. I need somebody that's this. Like they're, they're, you're telling them here's the things that are going to be coming up um, down the road here. What'd you have to say, say? I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. It was my dog. <laughs> Distracted. Chris said something interesting, though, as per usual, that I thought was interesting. And what was that? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, as as per usual. As per usual. <laughs> so the thing is, wow. is that when I when I hear business, I hear I hear more about the business side than the than the the WordPress business side. Like, you know, oh, I, I remember. Yeah, it was about that. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> so you're talking about? Um, no, it was about that. Like, so I'm confused still. You know, my my apologies, but um, are we talking about that? Are we talking about the business of WordPress? Like, you know, we're just running businesses, use like, and that do WordPress stuff. Or are we talking about WordPress being used for businesses? that are large-scale giant corporations, or are we talking about the conferences that are geared towards a more corporate audience with a higher price tag? Again, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so, what, what so what's our focus? Kareem, well, Kareem brought up, I, I want to say something. Kareem brought up the uh, business track that was at WordCamp San Diego a year and a half ago, and I just led the business track at WordCamp LA. I'm curious if, with, you know, if there's... Um, it seemed to be for a while there was some resistance to have those kinds of tracks at a WordCamp. 
right? Do you think that that's changed? Do you think that that's more acceptable now at a WordCamp? Is it still city by city? What's what's going on there? Basically, having tracks that don't specifically relate to WordPress, but yes. are useful to folks that are in the environment. Correct. Well, George, for instance, project managing a project for WordPress project has some specific in and outs, which can be helpful to freelancers and small agencies, right? Right. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that the project management uh, course is perfect for WordCamp if the WordCamp attendees are both developers and bloggers. Yeah. Uh, I, I yes. think so. <laughs> I, think, I think the problem is, I think there's definitely a split happening at the WordCamp level because you have the, what, what folks like, what Chris was just talking about, you have these folks who've been going to WordPress things, WordCamps for a long time and, you know, you can only have so many topics about WordPress and the problem with WordCamps is you are catering to an audience from complete noob to, you know, Mark Jenkins, who's like, obviously not a noob, you know, and so it's really <laughs> difficult to target those 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 talks to be relevant. And I know that there's definitely some uh, kind of, uh, there's a, I don't know, like a direction that po folks are trying to go in to make it more or less, less technical and do more of the, like, Friday foundation type things. And so... Um, I, I think that the, the camps are trending that way, to be more generic to, um, you know, business topics that folks are using, you know, WordPress companies, you know, and teaching them to have better business practices and whatnot. But sure. I don't think that that answers the question of WordPress operating at a corporate scale or at a large organization enterprise scale. I think that's what I am interested in talking about. But well, no. I think I think that's the thing, though, is that if you're if you're starting off with the smaller the smaller people, you know, smaller uh, companies, and you're working your way up, at some point they become the crowd favorites, the web dev studios that are out there, and they're who are they going to look at? Well, they're going to look towards you know yet larger companies that aren't doing camps, like they're not trying to share each other's information or anything like that. They're just, uh, you know, they're just talking about how to run business, and they're doing it from internally. They're not doing it externally like a WordCamp is. So well, I think I think you have to remember what the point of a WordCamp is, right? The WordCamp is not meant to solve every every problem the community has, and I think if we jam too much into a WordCamp, we will we will face uh, a different set of problems. But most people go to one WordCamp, right? In a given year, they go to one. They go to their local one. Most people don't travel very far to get to that one. Most people go and it may be one of their first times or their first or second time ever going to some event like that. They pay $20, $25 to get there. Those people um, often are looking for, does WordPress work for my project? How does WordPress work for my project? Who can I meet here who can help me with my project? Um, th that's a perfect environment for a local venue to do a local small conference. And I think those, I think they work out very well for them. And I think adding little things like a, an advanced topic here, or there, or business topics here, or there, are all very helpful to some of that audiences there. Because you have freelancers that are there. You have people who are just getting to step into it from a developer perspective or a client perspective. But but corporate's a different, to me, corporate's a different ballgame. Corporate is 
five and ten people working on a project at once, and that changes a lot of things. It means dedicated PMs, which changes a lot of things. It means actual formal quotes, which changes a lot of things. And and I don't mean, you know, projects that are 5,000 or 10,000. I mean the bigger projects, the projects where the client tells you, uh, this is the writer that you have to have on it with a certain amount of insurance or else I won't deal with you. Um, and when you deal in that ball game, it goes corporate. And all of a sudden you have fast. companies. It goes, yeah, and it goes, it goes corporate fast. And all of a sudden you have lawyers and you have legal agreements. And, I mean, we literally were in, I was in the middle of reviewing a legal uh, document that was given to us as part of a contract. And I basically looked at our COO and I said, um, just say no. Just say no. Like, we cannot sign. This is what it means to go corporate because I'm reading the corporate do document, the contract, and it's talking about us being liable for every line of code, et cetera, et cetera, when half of this is open source and I'm not liable for it. And um, and so when WordPress goes into that space, it changes things, and it changes us, and it changes how we articulate things. Um, but it also... we Ultimately, we have the potential to change those organizations as well, to introduce them to... Um, open source and to the dynamics of what it looks like to, to work with and create an open source plugin that they're going to give away to the rest of the world for free instead of it being their secret sauce, right? There's a lot of dynamics that play out when you move corporate. And I just think the question is, um, I keep coming back to you, is, is that a good thing? I, I think it is, but I'd love to hear the rest of your take. I don't think it is good or bad. I think it's inevitable. WordPress is a really useful tool, and as it grows and scales, I don't, everyone is talking about it. You know what, 23.5% of the internet is using it. I think corporate corporations want to save money too, and it's, it's cheaper to go with an open source software than it is to go with a proprietary software and build it from scratch but for I a lot of I, reasons. Sorry. And I think, I think that stat is important because what's shifted for me is my clients are now, are now open to using WordPress. They're asking me for WordPress where a couple of years ago, IT would kill that. They put the kibosh on that, uh, kibosh on that immediately because IT's never. I, it used to be IT would never uh, implement uh, an open source platform, um, you know, on their servers. They just wouldn't have it. That's, Did you hear it is changing? Did you hear that Microsoft just brought .NET uh, into open source, which is you know pretty exciting? Because they're running cross-platform, so yeah. you can run it on Linux servers or Mac servers, anything you want to. I could yeah, finally fork so I mean, Minesweeper. <laughs> Every, everybody and their brother has wanted .NET on Mac, right? Raise your hand if you want that. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, you know, I, I just want to say something. When I, when I think corporate, I, I equate that to IT. It's just uh, IT's been my enemy for 19 years. <laughs> I love well, there's no structure my kind of, there. I mean, they were going to get upset about that because they can't, they can't control every line of code, like Chris is saying, and there is a bit of kind of Wild West aspect to WordPress no matter what. And I think a lot of times they also worry that you're going to bring in, you know, some Contact Form 7 plugin that's going to annihilate everything. Here's the problem. For instance, in WordPress 4.0 now, uh, Google fonts are hard-coded in. And Chris has a little story about that, I'm sure. Well, we, it's the the what happens is in order to bring Open Sans or or the other you know uh, fonts that we use in it looks like in in 4.0, um, it's it's you know we're we're doing the call to bring it in and bring in the acceptable um, uh, terms of service with it, right? So you can download and bring in Open Sans. The the problem is that when you do that, you got to look at the terms of service, right? And when you look at the terms of service. 
uh, I don't know what company, what corporation is going to turn around and say this is okay, right? Because when you read the what what Google is having you sign, it says that Google will that go that you are giving just by using that by accepting that um, terms of service and by downloading that uh, Google font onto the IP of the server. Google now can take pictures of your sites, including screenshots and video, uh, other content, and use your company and use your product name, and you've granted them all the rights to do all of that. Wow. And, and that could be during development. That could be during any point in time, right? And yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden, your developers who are just like, ah, oh, this is cool, I'll just drop this line in and put this Google font, and I'll give you an option of 20, and isn't that awesome? You've now just created a liability for that company. Right? Um, when we talk about WordPress going corporate, it's not just is it cool and do companies want to use it. It also puts a burden on uh, the developers that are involved and going upstream to look at liabilities and look at risk mitigation. And those are things that if you're not in the corporate world, if you're kind of a freelancer having fun and then all of a sudden you get you know, excited because you're going to do a corporate thing, um, you, can, you can step into it and all of a sudden be in over your head. Right. That's um, so true. I noticed um, one thing I think when WordPress gets into the corporate, and I'm seeing this a lot in meetups, is that people are asking about HIPAA compliance and they're asking about PCI compliance and what does this mean for a freelancer that's doing WordPress? What resources do they have? I mean, they really have no clue, but if they had um, some kind of security breach in HIPAA or PCI compliance, that could totally wipe them out, take their house, you know, depending on how they have their business entity set up. So it's like you have to take these steps to protect yourself and, you know, work with a company or a business entity. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, a lot of that has very little to do with the actual core software. A lot of that is, is the developer themselves uh, informed enough to be aware of what you do when something goes wrong. Yep. Yeah. Right. And we've we've had clients come to us and tell us, I'm sorry, we can't accept things like the font or thing other types of plugins. So you have to you have to know what you're getting into as a as a shop when you go up market. Yeah, well, because it's not just the liability and the contracts and that type of thing. It's just the, the whole tool set changes. So I don't think it's even the same conversation. Even though it's the same software, you know, you're having you, these are completely different conversations and completely different um, they end up being completely different tool, like WordPress at the corporate level and WordPress at the small business or whatever level, the other level, yeah. normal level. Because, yeah. like I was saying, you know, you're not bringing in the same type of plugins. You're probably making your own plugins that are proprietary or like what Crowd Favorite does, putting pushing those out. Um, and you have all these other concerns. So I think it's. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me to have these other conferences. As long as those conferences are dealing with those issues, I don't know what they're talking about because I'm not going there. I don't think, you know, talking about, you know, how you should best develop your business model is the type of thing that we are talking about. I think we're more talking about, you know, HIPAA compliance and all these things and, and uh, you know, vulnerabilities in the software that are something that matter a lot more and are a lot more um, dramatic at a large enterprise corporate scale. Yeah, and I, I think you know the I've seen a, an earlier rendition of the speakers at Loopcom, for example, and it looks it looks technically solid. It looks like they're they're going to cover a bunch of stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how it plays out um, and how well people you know rush to buy tickets and all that because it's a very different ball game. But I I think it's good. I think it is as you said, say it's very different. 
Um, and it means that you interact with customers differently and you interact with you know the code differently and you and you interact with project plans differently. Um, and I think uh, part of the dynamic is going to be helping people navigate that move uh, and highlighting right to the broader community all the time that where the real benefit of WordPress grows is still down at the base. It's still making sure that everybody gets access to and can use all of these tools. Democratizing publishing is is still valuable and, and when you go corporate you're really talking about a very, very small uh, set of sites comparatively to the broader nature of every man out there who wants, every person who wants uh, a website and, and wants to make it easy to do. Um, I think the fact that, what, you exactly what both. you're saying, what? You said you got to go after both. Um, I think the fact that, um, see now it's all gone again, got to go after both is all I can think. Um, <laughs> I think it's really um, something. I mean, the cool thing is that at LoopConf, when you're up there speaking, you can assume a certain level of technical proficiency in your audience. You don't right. need to start from the basics like you do at a WordCamp talk and start building on it. You can actually skip the basics, assume that your audience has that, apart from like maybe a token mention, if you don't understand this, come see me after, uh, and really get in-depth on specific tickets. And so it's not... And then you can even further... I think there's got to be, as this type of event proliferates, there's got to be less repetition of talks because organizers aren't going to feel like we need to have this one uh, token security talk that all sound the same because they're all saying the exact same thing and each security talk that you see at this type of conference could go very much in depth about completely different things. The importance yeah. of sanitizing your inputs and how folks can get around it. Uh, Cross-site scripting, whatever, what have you. Wait, 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 let me write that down. Hang on a second. My, my topic is going to be so technically advanced <laughs> that most people will be left with questions. The only part they're going to understand is the story at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're going to tell the story? That's uh, amazing. It's revolutionary. Just remember, um, no pyrotechnics. I mean, I, I hope... I, I want pyrotechnics. I hope <laughs> that if we, since we're having this, and, you know, um, at the core of it, WordPress still is a software that is for the, the, the single user, the small business. That's what it was, it was developed for, for what you were talking about, democratizing publishing, so that everyone could publish. I think the fact that these big corporations like like Disney and Ferrari and everyone else that crowd favorite works with um, is uh, is wanting to use WordPress is be, is awesome I think that speaks really highly to the software and it also kind of shames the corporate sphere a little bit as far as usability goes I mean if they're we're all switching if we're all of those folks are switching over to an open source software that's really made for like you know, a much smaller scale I think that speaks to a, a strong need within that community and I, I think that's awesome for WordPress, and hopefully some of the practices that get adopted there will trickle down into the kind of the average user, so that we get more secure. You know, we get all of all of that stuff. Um, well, it also it's it a larger scale concern. It also fills in the medium the medium sized business, say, because if we start with democratizing is literally at the low end of the scale with end users publishing blogs, and then we have <clears throat> our clients at the other end, the fact that our clients are using it now too will let medium businesses who are scared of using it and small businesses who are scared of using it saying, okay, if they're using it on both ends, maybe it is right for me. And that makes a deeper market for freelancers and small shops. So WordPress is perfect for the Ferrari Testarossa and the Ford Pinto. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I, mean, I think that's awesome, and I think that that is what's happening. And I'm excited about folks like Crowd Favorite leading that charge because I think just the um, awareness of WordPress is, you know, makes it more powerful because more people are contributing, more people are using it. You know, it's all going to just keep moving faster and faster. I think it's kind of exciting. I don't think that there's a should. Just to answer our own question, I don't think that should it go or should it not go. I think it's going. It's going corporate. It's, it's going. It's inevitable. It's what's happening. It's like so. But it's also it's, not leaving. Um, it's also not leaving the little guy behind. The little guy is still going to be able to use the product. They're still going to be able to interact with it. They're still going to be able to crank out cat websites. No problem at all. <laughs> you're also going to be able to crank out Ferrari websites too. <laughs> and my fourth one. And then that also makes WordPress into this um, a skill set. That's this literacy in WordPress is becoming something people put on their resumes. You know, so now even that skill is being. Wait, wait, I, hold on. Lit literacy and WordPress. I got. I just got to write that phrase down so I can use it in my in my resume. <laughs> yes, that's you. Definitely need a resume, Chris. Just get on that. Um, but you know, I think, Microsoft I mean, Word, Excel, WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> Access Just because you guys haven't had to make a resume in a really long time, there are a lot of folks her. who do that. Can people still put Microsoft <laughs> Office as a skill. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. You know why? Because there are still people who can't use it. I know that that's like completely like and like unbelievable to us. You know, who are like all plugged into our. Oh, there's sure. still a computer literacy issue. In in everywhere, as far as like. Oh, you know. look at the time. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it for today. Thank you so much for talking about. Thank you so much for talking about Fox Good. Pro with me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> make sure make sure you go to the website dohuwatercooler.com and click on the links there. You can also click like, subscribe, the little thumbs up buttons, whatever it is that you see on the site. Make sure you click on one of those. Talk to you guys later. Bye bye.